Yes. You will not believe what I did. <laughs> I ordered a shirt and my son is very excited about this shirt because it supports his basketball team and he wants me to wear it. And it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> when I say it looks like an elephant gave me a t-shirt, I would not be exaggerating. It's massive. I am a little short, little old me. I mean, very, very small person. And this shirt goes down to my knees. I'm and looking I at the picture. <laughs> can't return it. There's no returning it. And not only that, it's like a silky material. So like, it just, it's, it's just, it's just beautiful in all the wrong places. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. But you know what? That's what I get for my lack of communication skills. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to season two of Backpack Chit Chat. I'm Samantha. And I'm Penny. We're both moms and teachers, and we recognize that you are doing your best to care for your family and your students. We are dedicated to helping you by unpacking some tips and ideas. And offering you and us a lot of grace along the way. Hey, Penny. How's it going? It's going great. It's been I, a couple a couple that's, weeks. That's what I was going to say. It has been <laughs> a, ro- a roller coaster for sure because we've both been just super busy with the end of the year, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What and, are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about communication. And from what you can hear in our intro, it's really important that you communicate <laughs> correctly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, I can't and, believe I did that. That I don't know what I was thinking. I think I was thinking how our school orders shirts. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm telling you, I'll just honestly, I'll just have to post a picture of it. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> and then if they need context, if anybody on Instagram needs context, they're going to have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so basically. We want to communicate that your communication can either make or break a situation. Right. Exactly. Very easily. I've had so many instances where I look back, I'm like, man, if I would have just sent that email a little bit differently, (laughs) (laughs) or if I would have just said something a little bit differently, then honestly, I am still new. And so Penny's really going to take this one over because she's got a lot more experience. I am learning and growing, but I think it's important to glean from those who have been doing it for a really long time. So, you know, Penny, that if I need to communicate, I I know that I can reach out to you and you would tell me, well, maybe you should say this, or maybe you should say this. And, um, right. Right. I just love your tips and ideas. And then I have a couple friends that I reach out to too, no matter who I'm talking to, it could be administration, it could be parents, Mm-hmm. Um, just communication in general is really important and I'm certainly not the best at it, but I'm always learning. So what is your first tip that you have for communication? Okay. The first tip actually came from a coworker of ours. We were doing dismissal. We both were in the line at dismissal and it just kind of came up about a meeting. And this was the point that she 
gave, I do also do it. But when she said this point, I was like, you know what? We need to include that in a podcast. And basically what she said was that she had a meeting and it was a phone meeting and she had to make sure that her points were outlined, mapped out. She needed them bullet pointed, basically. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is it was helping to keep that conversation in subject. It's so easy to when you're communicating through a meeting with a parent, you know, a lot of times it's not great, you know, great reasons why you're having a meeting. And it's so easy that if you do not keep yourself on track, that that meeting can go way off in left field. Emotions can get high and out of control. And if you do not have your point to um, know where you need to bring it back and rein it in, Mm -hmm. you could be number one on the phone for a very long time, say things or take things that they say, you know, in a wrong light. I'm so guilty of that. I can't tell you the amount of phone calls I've had that have lasted way too long because I don't either know how to end the conversation Mm -hmm. or it's because I know the person personally and it's awkward. It's a really awkward and difficult conversation and I don't know how to circle out of that. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. I don't know how to keep it professional, even in the moment of them being angry with me, just trying to make it not so personal and just straight to the point and move on. And that's really difficult for me to do for sure. Right. And, and one of the things that we had talked about was that if you're discussing something and they say, oh, well, what about this, this, you know, that's off topic. Mm-hmm. You could say, well, this meeting is in regards to, you know, such and such. Mm-hmm. We can make another meeting to discuss the other, but the, we need to have this discussion right now. It's just, right. it's, you know, yes, number one, um, I had seen in a meeting, you do need to acknowledge what you've heard. You don't mm-hmm. want to ignore somebody. That's, that's number one, you're, you're going to offend defenses are going to go up so Mm -hmm. you do want to acknowledge people's comments or acknowledge you know what they have said but that doesn't mean that you have to go into detail about it you can acknowledge it and then move Mm -hmm. back into what your agenda was so if we were to give an example and I I'm thinking something random so Johnny's at school he threw a block and it hit uh hit Sarah on the head (laughs) but he didn't just do it today this has actually been a couple of days now that you've given him some consequences he's not listening to you anymore you've tried your best to handle it yourself and now you're reaching out to the parent and saying hey we're on week number two of Johnny hitting Sarah in the head Um, so what's your strategy to let that parent know um if in what's your strategy, first of all, just going into the conversation and then if it starts to go south and the parent is defensive about Johnny hitting Sarah in the head, like she deserved it because she sticks her tongue in the head. <laughs> right. you know, that's the first time you're hearing that information, but all of a sudden mom feels the need is, well, Sarah 
pulls his hair when you're not looking, you know, what right. is the, what is the proper way to handle those types of things? So first of all, my first up, how do you go into the conversation first? Well, the way I would do it is, you know, obviously initially I would try to take care of it myself. And then yeah. when it became more um, where maybe they've gone home and, and talked to their parent and, and talked on their side of the story, because, you know, you have to be honest and, and know that parents don't always get the whole story. They get right. the one side and it's the same thing, you know, when they tell us, we don't always get the whole story. Right. And it's, what's that saying? It's his side, her side, and then the right side. The, then the truth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I believe that the best thing to do would be to whatever system that your school has set up. Mm-hmm make sure that you are creating that trail mm-hmm. first. So the best thing would be to do to always have a log. Yeah. Do a log. That's what we call it. We do a log and, and, and explains what happened mm-hmm. and you never use the other child's name. Right. No, even though they probably know because, you know, Johnny probably already told them mm-hmm. in your log, don't use the other child's name. Um, but if the parent should, you know, message you and either want to have a meeting or just through messages, wants the situation taken care of, number one, just like I had said before, you, you acknowledge what they're saying and you acknowledge that they're feeling this is, you know, this is their child. Of course, they're concerned. I would be, if it was my child, I would be concerned. So you mm-hmm. want to make sure you acknowledge what they're saying and, and don't, you know, cut it off, whether it be, um, you know, if you're talking in person or anything like that. So you acknowledge what they're saying and then let them know how you're taking care of the situation with their child. Mm-hmm. Make sure so, that they, for instance, you know, the parent that says, well, when you're not looking Sarah is sticking her tongue out at Johnny and provoking mm-hmm. him. So what you're saying is you would acknowledge something like that. Oh, I didn't realize that. I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind. Yes. Um, if this happens again, however, or not, maybe not even say, however, you say, uh, if you could please continue to help remind him at home that we don't throw blocks and he, that he can come and get me. That's is exactly, that something? That is exactly. And I, I don't feel like I need to let the parent know how I handle the other child. Right. No. I just let that's them never know. helpful. Right. No, I, because if it was their child, I wouldn't be telling other parents how I handle things with their child. So right. I just feel like you need to acknowledge what they're saying, take it seriously and look into it. Let them mm-hmm. know that you're looking into it. Um, but then just let them know, thank you for letting me know, you know, mm-hmm. thank them for their message. You do want that open communication. So you don't ever want it to be where a parent feels like they can't talk to you. Right. Because no communication is bad. That's true. You yeah. know, <laughs> I do feel like communication trickles off as the students get older. I'm not sure where, it, why that is. I think it's that as the teachers, we start to expect that the students start taking res- that responsibility. Because I know by the time they're in seventh and eighth grade, when the parent messages me and asks me, 
a question about homework, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder why Sally didn't message me. Right. Um, she's really the one with this question and she should feel open enough to be able to do that. But usually what it is, is the child does not care about the work and the parent just does that for them. And I'm even starting to realize with my oldest son that that is something that we're trying to teach him to do when he's got questions. He needs to be responsible to go and to email that teacher himself mm-hmm. versus me just doing it for him. Cause I could easily say, Hey, um, what do we have going on here? And of course, if there's any confusion, I will definitely, but I will definitely step in. But I think that's a good way for him to learn effective communication himself. Oh, definitely. For me to say, he's like, I don't know how to write this. And I'll say, oh, well, let me help you um, with your response or what, let me help you uh, get that email started. But you're going to be the one that sits down and communicates with your teacher. And I love when students do that. It shows so much responsibility for their work. Um, So if you're a parent and you've got a middle school student, even in just fifth grade, so I consider that elementary, but any time that your student has email and can email the teacher respectfully, um, you should, not you should, but I, I would want that as a teacher. And I would think that parents would want that too, to be able to have that time with their child and teach them how to respectfully email their teacher is awesome. Well, and our, our school, the system that we use for messaging, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, the kids at a certain level, they get their own like sign in. Yeah. So, uh-huh. They have their own logins. Mm-hmm. And so it really, st- they start learning how to um, log into the system, check on their grades themselves. Um, I personally, I love that, that they mm-hmm. can be responsible for that. Um, for looking at their grades, they'll, they care. I've got a lot of students that they'll see me grading and I will not even be done, done grading with my pile. And they'll, they'll be like, can we, can I check my online thing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm almost done. I don't have your grade in yet, but they're anxious to see it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I think that's great. And at a certain age, probably middle school age, they could start doing that. But obviously, you know, the younger grades, you're communicating with the parent. And right. I'm just so thankful. I'm always very thankful. And I let the parent know that I am thankful when they message me. Because, mm-hmm. again, like I said, you know, miscommunication starts usually with no communication. That's and true. then all of a sudden, you know, things get out of hand. So mm-hmm. I just really... I just feel that if you communicate, make sure that you're clear, um, your intentions are being made known, right? know what the goal of that call is or that meeting Mm -hmm. is so that, you know, at the end of the meeting, you're not like, oh, you know, we talked for an hour and a half and and I still didn't get, you know, this result. Or I've left those conversations just feeling like, this is worse than what it should have been. Oh, like, right. Definitely. Like now, when... it's, now it's worse. <laughs> it's not better. <laughs> no. And also you want to make sure that you are listening. Mm-hmm. Um, give your ear without interrupting. You will have your time to talk. And hopefully whoever you're having that meeting with will offer you that same courtesy. 
but you do, you want to listen to the concerns without thinking in your head, you know, what I have to say, what I have to say, you want to listen to their concerns, you know, jot down notes if you need to about points that you need to come back to, um, Mm -hmm. just so that they know you're there, you want to get this resolved. But like I said, you want to make sure that you have clear cut reasons and goals and agendas for right. meeting. That's so true. I do want to add something in a little bit of advice that um, a administrator actually gave me one time is that if a meeting is ever going south or you mm-hmm. begin the meeting and you feel that this is not going to be an effective meeting, that you are the teacher and you are free to stop that meeting. You are free to stand and you are free to say, I'm sorry, I don't feel comfortable right now. I don't think that this is going to be a very effective meeting. I don't know that we're going to get anywhere today. I appreciate you coming in, um, but we'll have to reschedule this at this time. Right. And then you stand up and if they won't leave, (laughs) then you leave. (laughs) Right. And that was information shared with me because I've had a meeting one time that I felt like went kind of south and um, it was kind of those fight or flight modes. Like you're in complete panic. (laughs) (laughs) How do I get out? Like, I just want to look at like a, a little, a little brand new teacher and be like, Oh, you don't even know what you're in for, (laughs) (laughs) but show them that you don't have to, you don't have to sit there. And I've never had this happen to me. And I'm, sure you haven't had this happen to you but I've heard of other teachers having parents yell at them and everything else you don't have to stay there oh yeah you no I haven't free. had that I, I would die I've never I, yeah no I've never had that either I just have had uncomfortable situations right that I, knew I probably needed to end the meeting um and I think everybody probably has it sometime or another but just rescheduling just to clear the air you know oh, yeah. because sometimes miscommunication can go so far oh that that ten, the, there's tension there's so much oh, tension. definitely and so to ease that tension it's easier to just stand up and say actually i think we need to reschedule this meeting we'll include some in administration next time so everybody right. feels more comfortable so i just I wanted mean, to add that in yeah that is good and i've heard of horror stories but i'll be honest i I have amazing parents and I don't even remember a time where it was other than that. So I'm so thankful. Yeah. Any, any meeting I've had that hasn't been great. I really think I've brought it on myself Yeah, (laughs) because I, because I haven't communicated well or I haven't known how to take control of the meeting. And so, um, yeah, it, I don't, I don't think it's any of my parents. (laughs) Just, just lack of, understanding just yeah. being I still I don't know sister Murphy at I call her sister Murphy mm-hmm. sometimes we're at school we call each other brother <laughs> uh Penny I am wondering what is the year that you feel like you've reached that you finally understand how to communicate <laughs> well? I, don't, I don't know it, it just I I think I avoided communication for several years to be honest really? because it made me un, so uncomfortable and mm-hmm. you know I don't like jump at the thought of having meetings, I still get really antsy and anxious yeah. inside. Yeah. But I just think throughout the years, you just, when you get more comfortable with your stance on things and what you're doing and where you're at, it just tends to 
lighten it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're new and you're still trying to figure things out, you know, any, anytime you're not 100% sure it's uncomfortable. Right. So I just feel like, you know, nobody's ever, you know, 100% sure of everything, but as you get more comfortable, I think meetings get a little bit easier, but it does bring me to this point is that you want to make sure that if you are calling a meeting that you're communicating what it's for, like this is, you know, regarding, you know, little Johnny's academics or little Johnny's behavior. And then if they are calling the meeting, you need to ask what it is in regards to if they don't tell you yes, because so true. you do not want to be caught off guard. This, this is not a good thing to be caught off guard. It's not an interrogation. And so, if, so if, you are, if you're going into a meeting, you have no idea you, you haven't prepared. Um, you're going to be it's, blindsided. It's, yeah. That's like, it's going south. That's so true. And actually my first year teaching, that was actually a piece of advice given to me was, Hey, when you get this message, you need to, uh, communicate back. Uh, I would love to meet with you. Uh, can you let me know what this is in regards to? And if they don't want to share that with you, you kind of just steer them another way and say, right. well, love to meet with you. But unfortunately I'm, I'm really tied up right now and mm-hmm. I can't, I can't be a part of that meeting. Um, unless I know what it's about. Right. And uh, you know, if anybody with good intentions is going to give you that information, um, if they don't, I would be apt to think that it's like a firing squad coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, if they won't give you that information, then it's probably not a meeting that you need to have, especially without administration. But right. Definitely, definitely you want to give the information so they can be prepared and get the information so you can get prepared. Right. But if we want to skip over now to communicating, you know, more on a, your daily things. Mm-hmm. I have every year just about sent out an email every week, um, Sunday. I usually send it out Sunday afternoon and I send it out giving them a snapshot of what that week is is you know, going to be involved with as far as, you know, tests and uh, special programs that are coming out, things, anything that I need them to know. Mm-hmm. I put it in an email. Now there's a few things. I, in the very beginning, will greet the parents like, hey, hope you're having a great weekend. I try to say something nice, you know, wow, I can't believe we've already, you know, had a month of school, whatever it is. I started in like a conversational mode. Yeah, that's a good tip. But then when I'm giving the information, I will have it a little bit more bulleted, if you know what I mean, like Mm -hmm. stars or bullets. Um, I will put any deadline dates in caps. So they, that kind of stands out to them. Like this is due then I need this permission slip back now, you know, and I'll, bullet or I'll cap those. And I do that because I want to make sure number one, that they know the tone that I'm coming to them is Mm -hmm. a soft light tone. Now that intro needs to be like a sentence. I don't want like a two paragraphs of chit chat. 
Nobody right. has time for that. Right. But you do kind of want to let them know you're not a drill sergeant. Your your class is a, a great place. I'm a great person. You know, I care about you. I care about your children. Here's, you know, this. And then you want to make sure that whatever is in the body, you want to make sure it's very clear. So that's why I kind of like, I'll use spaces. I'll space out, okay, this is happening now, space. This mm-hmm. is happening, space. That way it's not all jumbled into one big body. Right, that makes sense. And you also, you should keep this within whatever mode of communication your school has set up. So we use what's called Jupiter mm-hmm. Ed, Jupiter Ed, I think. Yeah, I think I put Jupiter in a few times and I get the, the planet. <laughs> the so planet, anyways, yes. <laughs> um, Jupiter Ed, we use that message system. And, you know, Samantha, you know, we're in a, a small Christian school, so we're friends with a lot of our parents. And it is very easy to use, you know, your phone and text. But mm-hmm. as far as, you know, important academic things, it really should be kind of kept in that that mode of yeah. communication. Yep. Yeah. And text messages are, it's the worst to, of course, if I have a family member and that family members, my nephew is in my class right now. So obviously, I mean, I'm going to communicate with my sister-in-law because that's, I mean, that's what you do. when you're. But oh, yeah. if she was overly, abusing that it would be totally different but she's oh yeah okay I hope I'm not bothering you that kind of thing but when it comes to friends and it comes to um more like acquaintances if you're not close (laughs) you know it's just one of those things it's like I I can't just if I was to email you I'd or text you I'd be texting everybody if I'm gonna have a phone call with you I'd be phone calling it with everybody let's set up a time me to call you during the day it's going to be more effective for you right you know well and I message I'll message parents you know so-and-so forgot their lunch or you know so-and-so is not feeling well I will um you know message them personally Mm -hmm. with that but as far as you know communicating you know test information and you know things like that it is nice to have that trail so that you can say oh yeah if you want to go back to that message you know, and I had a, a fellow teacher that she would get texts about, you know, specific things like this. And mm-hmm. she would always go on to Jupiter and answer and respond. Yeah, I've done yeah. that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done that before. It just it just makes it more if you're if you want to talk about academic stuff, mm-hmm. then it makes it, I don't know, somewhat less awkward if your child's in my class, if we communicate on e- e- email through the right. junior system. Uh, of course, if it's Johnny threw up, that's going to be different. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> so, that's, yeah. That's, that's totally, totally different. Um, but they also have things like the Remind app. That's good if you've never heard of that. Um, that's a good one. Um, all parents can get on that and it's just like texting but it keeps all of the messages which is really nice oh that's nothing would ever disappear um but the remind app is a good one to use i know i've heard of telegram but i don't know if those disappear i think they can be edited messages so oh can they i didn't know that Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, I edited one the other day that I sent and I spelled something wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's a good advice. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I tend to put little hearts, like if, if I'm, <laughs> if I, whether that's professional or not, I don't know, but whenever I have something to say, um, or if I'm responding, I just want them to know I'm coming from a loving place. So I will that's put a little heart. That's so sweet. <laughs> so, you know, but I, I'll be honest, sometimes I, I will glance up and say, okay, is this the mom or the dad? Because I don't want to send hearts to That's the so dad. That's so funny. I've never even thought about that. Yeah. I've always just thought of the mom. That's yeah. so funny. I've never so, even considered it being the dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's it can hilarious. be the dad. And in those cases, I might do the smiley face, but <laughs> I don't put the heart. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, we hope this episode leaves you feeling rested, energized, and ready for your week. Until our next unpacking. If you like spending time with us every week, hit the follow button and please also leave us a review. You can also check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Backpack Chit Chat or email us at backpackchitchat at gmail.com.